0: This week's Murray's Mates is brought to you by GPD Mortgage Solutions of Greenock. Whether you're a first-time buyer or want to remortgage your home, Sean and his team will find the right deal for you. Take out a mortgage or insurance policy with GPD Mortgage Solutions and you will receive a free will. Plus, tell them you heard this advert on Murray's Mates and they will make a £50 donation to Thistle. Applying for a mortgage is easy with GPD Mortgage Solutions. Find them on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash gpd mortgage solutions or visit www.gpdmortgagesolutions.co.uk that's www.gpdmortgagesolutions.co.uk all right guys welcome back to another murray's mates we've got a belt of a guest this week one of the nicest guys i've ever played with in football kev struthers uh making a comeback on a lugs Festival so, twitter mate kev what's it like to be on what's it like to be back
1: oh it's good mate it's uh I've missed it, to be fair, so it's good to see a few familiar faces.
0: Bobby, you can't actually see Paul's face in the podcast. Not that everyone can actually tell that, but (laughs) (laughs) Paul is with... Just put it (laughs) out
2: there.
0: I'm just going to be... I'm just essentially... (laughs) Uh, uh, How's it been? How's lockdown been treating you, Kev?
1: I can't complain, to be fair. uh, I've got three kids, so there's a a bit of a distraction. (laughs) But a major distraction there, <laughs> and also, um, I've been working right through as well, which has is, is been good in a sense that it kind of gets me out of house and gets me some sort of normality. I know there's loads of people there that, that are literally stuck in and, and with kids as well, and kind of get out and about, and it's people that I, that I feel for, do you know what I mean? But, um, so I'm not going to complain about my position, uh, obviously. The restaurant's closed, which has been a bit of a nightmare, but there's more important things going on and we'll, we'll ride it out and, and hopefully get back opened when it's more safe to do so. Uh, but like you were saying, there's no football
0: going on just now, but Kev, you get got plenty of career to look back on, to be fair, a lot more than Corey Hughes anyway. It's definitely <laughs> an upgrade on him for last time. <laughs> uh, you started out at Morton. How did that come about? How did you get into the, the kind of Pro you've set-up or whatever it was there?
1: Well, I wasn't actually in a pro-youth set-up as, as such at Morton. Um, I started my boys' club career at East End United at probably, I don't know, 9, 10. Uh, I played there for a couple of years, and then <clears throat> there was another team who were Morton Supporters Club, boys' club,
2: uh, no. who
1: played the same kind of Greenland District League as us. But um, they eventually left the Greenland District League and moved into like a, a kind of Glasgow League. So I kind of fancied, obviously, play, playing in Greenup and Inverclyde I'm playing against the same teams every year. So even at that age, I kind of fancied going and playing against teams in Glasgow and stuff. So they changed their name from Greenup Morton supporters to Stenhouse Muir. So there, there was an affiliation to Stenhouse Muir Football Club, although we were based in Greenup. So I joined them, uh, played there until under-12s, and then from under-13s onwards, I signed uh, an S It was an S form at the time. You'll probably not know what they are, money, with your age.
0: But at the time,
1: and I signed that at thirteen and played with the Muir pro youth right up until I got to under sixteens. And then there was a bit of interest from like at that age. Obviously, you could go full time with clubs, and uh, but there was a bit of interest from Morton, but there wasn't anything like full time. So I joined their under 18s team although I could have still played uh, like 17s or whatever it was, I joined their under-18s team at the time. And halfway through the season, they invited me to go in full-time. So basically, I had just started sixth year. I was 16. Uh-huh. And it wasn't even, it was maybe August, September time. Uh, just the end of August, start of September, Morton had offered me to, to go in full-time. So obviously, every young boy, that's that's your dream, is If it? You, if you're into football, you want to leave school and you want to, you want to go in. Play football full time, so I was lucky enough that I got that opportunity. Um, and I jumped at it, left school, uh, was full time in Morton. Was probably in, at the time, it was Dave McPherson It was a manager, ex Rangers and Hearts, centre half, um, and Stevie Frail, it was his assistant. Uh, so I the, left school, went in was in full time for a couple of weeks. Dave McPherson unfortunately I, I thought he was a, a great manager but unfortunately he left and John McCormack got a manager who was previously Queens Park. Uh, so he came in I made my debut for the first team in the October November time so I'd I'd been in about the first team like on the bench and stuff and actually made my debut in the I think it was October, end October start of November something like that. Um obviously loved it. Learned loads off of guys that I played with. It was a, a, an experienced Morton team at the time with with some really good young players as well. Uh, guys like David Hopkins had come in. He finished his career there. You guys like Derek Collins, Warren Hawke, um, Alex Williams was, was a great player at the time. And later on, uh, at the end of that season, the start of the following season, they brought in guys like Peter Weatherson and just Eddie Annan. just guys with loads of experience that you can learn off of. Uh, things didn't work out, it got to a stage, I wasn't enjoying it, um, so uh, I kind of fell out with football a bit, to be honest, and decided to leave Morton, and as soon as I'd left Morton, my old coach from stenhouse had got in contact with me, and says, look, I hear you're a bit disheartened with football, blah, blah, do, would, do you fancy coming back out and playing with us? Um, Obviously Stenhouse Mirror were part time, but it was like you would play with the under eighteens, and there was a few guys that I knew, guys who I'd played with at Stenhouse Muir level, had made their way right through it, and they were at the under eighteens at this time. So I'm thinking a couple of guys, faces that I know, familiar faces. Obviously, I'm dropping down to play at my own kind of age group again. Um, but I was like, ah, it was comfortable for me to be honest. It was it was a it was a, a comfortable decision. Um, I had trials at other places, uh, I actually went down on trial with Everton for a week after I'd left Morton um, and really enjoyed the experience, away from home at 18, uh, down south at a club of Everton's. obviously facilities were brilliant, um, played a couple of games, scored a couple of goals over the two games but nothing came out obviously, well clearly wasn't good enough, <laughs> so I was sent back up the road packing and as I say, went to Stenhouse Muir, played in the under 18s and the reserves for a kind of chunk of that season. And then at the end of that season, I can't even remember what season that would have been, but I think I played the last five or six games in the first team uh, just to end that season. So coming off the of back of that season, I was like, right, if I go and have a good pre season, make sure I'm fit, going back into pre season, hopefully I could kick on in the first team at Stenhouse Muir. And, and then it felt, at this time, I was only. 18, 19, Aye, 19 yeah. probably. And uh every day I picked up a paper, it was like Stenhouse Muir sign a striker. Stenhouse Muir signed two strikers. <laughs> and <it's>, you're like, <laughs> right, I'm up against it. It was all experienced guys that were signing, and they already had an experienced team. Guys like Paul McGrillan was there at the time. Uh John Paul McBride, who was previously at Celtic, who on his day was like ridiculous how good he was, like unbelievable. Uh he could turn it on and turn it off whenever he wanted. It was far too good to be playing in that, at that level at Stenhousemuir, but I don't know. Just what people's journeys take them different ways, but uh, so they had a, a kind of experienced guys there, but kept adding to it over that summer. So I went back at pre-season, done the full pre-season, done all right, played a few games, and then the manager, who was Des McCune at the time, who again was a, a great guy. He's he's suggested going out on loan to Coburnley because Tommy Bryce was a the manager there and he had played at Clyde Bank with Tommy and Tommy w- was looking to bring in new players at Coburnley at the time. So, and obviously travelling was only, from Greenland, you're only, I don't know, what, 35 minutes to Kilburnley. Um I So that's that's where I ended up. That was my first junior experience getting sent out to Coburnley on loan for Stenhouse Muir.
0: What's the difference like between, between junior and senior football? Because, I, do, I always find that you see it a lot when they play each other in the cup, and obviously we're part of that setup now. There's I don't think there's a huge gap between top junior teams and teams that are kind of flirting with a t- towards the bottom of the no, Scottish football setup.
1: I I totally agree with that, um, hundred percent. Especially when you look at the top junior teams and the top the top end of the, the the top league, at junior obviously holding their own. Obviously Talbot are. Brilliant at what they do. Like, you can you can't deny that they're, they're really, really good at what they do, very well organised. And I think at, at junior level as well, or it's been able to keep the nucleus of a team together for a length of time and a manager, like consistency basically, just if your team if your club's got consistency, then you tend to find out it's the clubs that that tend to do well. Uh, I and I agree always with
2: look at us look at us in your last season for instance.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Oh, that's I That's that's that in a nutshell. That's that. A nutshell. See if we could have kept that. that kind can of nucleus of that team together for a couple of seasons. It, who knows? Do you know what I mean? It's. But sometimes that's the way it works. Sometimes must, it's like.
2: I must say, I felt a bit nostalgic even some of the names you mentioned. She played with it's Ten Muir. Paul McGowan being one. Sadly, Paul of course. That's the way a few years ago. A few years ago, and I actually. I've just posted a link to this. Chat. Obviously, this is carried over uh, over Zoom. I've posted a link to this chat. Uh. Of an article of you as a sixteen-year-old Morton, and yep. you—you look—you look a bit different now. You've got a lot more hair, and <laughs> certain, you've got a lot more hair. That's what I'll say. And, also, aye. and also, I, don't <laughs> <laughs> also, I just realised you turned thirty. Also, I just you thirty-five
1: recently. So happy, I did birthday. die a couple of weeks ago, thirty-five. So, that, so see the season that I get put on Coburney, on Monte of Coburney. I think the, season, the following season, I really enjoyed it. My first season at Club it was brilliant, right? It, don't get me wrong. I think I come into junior football at the tail end. F- junior football's changed a lot, right? Since since I started playing t- until now. I, I've kind of come through a transition without even realising it. But when I started playing junior football, it was like, I know for a fact, Des Corden was sending me it alone to toughen me up. And, and back in the day that, that's what happened guys facing senior clubs get sent out to play at the juniors because you were playing against big men you weren't you weren't playing even like reserves football and senior football what we're talking about money it's it, the difference could be a bit of discipline there's there's a bit more discipline right. in the game than there is in the juniors and that was one of the things that hit me massively when i went to play junior because mm-hmm. believe it or not younger i used to be quite quick and uh <laughs> We played in the Ershire District League with Coburney, And I, I don't know, when Tommy put that team together, he had uh, experienced guys, right? So he had Stevie O'Neill, who was a goalkeeper. Uh, Anton Smith, who actually played with Morton, was, was there as a centre-half. Uh, John Todd, uh, David Wilson. Um, Liam McGuinness was only a couple of years older than me, so he couldn't really be a little bit classed as one of the experienced ones. There was, there was wee kind of speckles of experience through a brand new young team that he brought in for guys like 20 guys at 21s, just they've played their last year at 21s, are guys for under nineteen. So, and amongst that experience, you had obviously Liam McGuinness, uh, Mark Caldwell, Davy Anderson, Chris Erskine, Jamie Longworth, um, there was Neil Rankin who was who was, I travelled with, who was for Greenock, um, there was. It, see looking back at that team we were spoiled like when you see what those guys went on to achieve and and even junior careers that guys went on it, it's that team was special do you know what I mean right. um the first season that we get put I get put on loan we missed it in promotion right but you could see that we we were, the, we're the right good side um so I enjoyed it that much that when I went back to Stenhouse-Muir, before I even went back to Stenhouse-Muir, I had an idea that I was going to get released because I was only getting brought in for reserve games here and there, right, that season. And uh, so I said to Tommy Bryce before the season finals I like, listen, I've loved it here. If I leave, if, if in, whatever happens with Stenhouse-Muir, if I get released or whatever, do you mind if I come back here next season? He's like, oh, definitely just let us know what happens at the end of the season and, and we'll sort it out. So eventually I, I left Stenhouse-Muir and signed for Colburnie. And we kept that new team together and we added a few as well. And the second season I was there. In fact, the first season, when I was there on loan, we got to the of Scotland Cup final and get beat two one off Peters Hill.
2: not uh, also the district, am I not Was that not when you were in the Usher District League team as well? Or was that the previous
1: It was, season? it was Paul. I we, we were still we, we didn't get promoted in our first season, but we got to the West West Cup final. And that was my first season junior. I, I, I just thought this is normal, I didn't, I hadn't really paid much attention to juniors before that because I was only a young boy and I, I, I didn't really, I didn't, it wasn't an ignorant thing, but I didn't really know much about juniors. But uh, on that first we got to Western Scotland and people were saying this is what an achievement this is getting to the of Scotland Cup final, but I was just like, whatever, when you're young you don't really think about it that way, you just crack on and do whatever you've got to do, so we got beat 2-1 in the final. And then the second season, when I signed my first full season as a sign player at Cumbernauld, we won the Ayrshire District. without losing a game, and we got to another Western Scotland Cup final, and we beat Pollock five-one. The final, which <laughs> it's crazy. Do you know what I mean? It's 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 ridiculous. But uh, and you scored twenty-eight goals that season. There you go. That's there you are. That's a, another start. And off the back of that season as well, see that that season you're talking about, Paul. <laughs> uh, Stirling come in at the end of the season and asked me if I wanted to go and sign with them so I I took the opportunity uh, spoke to Tommy Bryce and and Digger at the time who was his assistant and they were like that's fine like if if you want to take the opportunity go for it so that following season I ended up going to Stirling for a spell as well so uh, that was it but again travelling and stuff was a bit of a killer league travelling through to Falkirk and stuff it, it was tough going between because you're working you're travelling through to Falkirk for training and then on a Saturday you could have been anywhere do you know what I mean well, playing that third-
2: for <laughs> context for listeners at the time East Stirlingshire we are still members of the squad they were in what we in the third division at the time obviously the, they are now a lower league team but at the yep. time they were in the third division for context
0: promotion relegation get brought in they get, they get kind of knocked in the leagues but I think that's what kind of holds hold back a lot of the teams at that level. It's just uh, almost just the area they're in. I mean, Definitely. You're, you're not going to, you're going to struggle to attract boys to travel near and far for the sake of playing part-time football when there's teams that are offering somewhere, if not more money to be playing with your back garden pretty much. Can, what was it about the, the kind of another crack at senior football that, that kind of appealed to you? Was it just that kind of having an, another shot at it and almost what, one last shot at it if you want to look at it like that?
1: Well, I think at the time I was only 21, so yeah, probably, I think I started enjoying my football again, I think that's what it was, and, and seeing when you're enjoying your football again, it, it best comes at Yes, without a doubt, uh, I'd get a bit of confidence back, and and that's exactly what it was, the opportunity to come up and you're thinking, can I put myself in a shop window again and, and play at that level and hopefully move on to, to maybe up a league or whatever, but... Obviously, sometimes life takes over as well. It's trying to balance uh, work, work life with football. Uh, at times you were finishing work and I was like travelling to go to training and then you're not getting back in the house till 11 o'clock at night. And it's, Sometimes you, you, you kind of get the best at yourself. With it. you've, it's, you've got to try and find a balance. With part-time football, there's definitely got to be a balance there. Of, you've got to be professional and ready for your game, but you need to earn a living as well. Do you know what I mean? So there's, there's got to be a balance there.
0: I think you always see it. We, we can, uh, you've, you, you know, I played with a lot of boys towards the end. I've came in and loaned. They'll be playing full time football, but they're <laughs> sixteen, 17. So they are. They're training four times a week. And they're coming in. They're playing the lags. They're doing great. But it is that difference. Uh, they're training four times a week and their full focus is football. The boys are coming in and training me when they're out and loaning. or what? you know, ninety-five or shifts, and then they're coming in and playing their football. And that's their four hours a week. That uh, their trainings that they can uh, they can get it at this, and we're making a lot of time and a lot of commitment for it. In comparison,
2: if we can, that. if we can go back slightly, Kevin, you were talking about yep. how you started at East End Boys Club. Which yep. one, you're not the only person that large to have started, Dave, I believe. I might be one, but I believe Craig Forbes was there. Obviously, much long after you. You're 15 years older than Craig Forbes. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, this would be week, obviously... New. I'm not mocking you here, Kevin, because you're a little right. older than us. You're not much older. You're only three years older than me. So you're not much older than me. But uh, this would have been run about nearly 20 years ago now. You'd have been playing at that level. And mm-hmm. see so you know... There was about, I might be wrong, but there was roughly two, a handful of clubs in the Greenwich area over about age 17. I'd imagine right. it would have been a lot healthier in, uh, in your time, possibly. I might be
1: wrong oh, there. Yeah, I know, 100%, 100%. Even when you look, there was, <laughs> back, back when I played, there, there was, uh, I don't remember, we, we had a full league. I got uh, teams at, un, at that age, under 11, do you know what I mean? And it was 11 aside as well at that time, playing in gravel parks and uh, obviously facilities and stuff are much better now than what they were when I started playing as a boy but you would think there would be more clubs run about now with, the, with facilities that are available but it's just it's sad isn't it that, that it's kind of dwindling away boys club football and especially when you get to that older stage where guys normally find they'll get like 16, 17 and it's, they've got a decision to make, they still want to play football or some some guys have got a part time job by that time or whatever for whatever reason they kind of follow away for football. But I do find it sad. And another thing I find sad with the pro youth setup is there's a lot of pressure on kids you now when they go to a pro youth team. Um, that this is the start of the journey and you you need to do everything you can and you need to make it. And and sometimes when kids get to sixteen and it's like. They don't get taken on full-time. They're like, right, I'm not going to be a footballer. And they just stop playing football. Mm. And at 16, something you've loved for a kid, at 16, for somebody to tell you you're not, you're not going to get signed full-time with a club you've been at since you were 10, it's a hammer blow. Do you know what I mean? It must be hard for them. And, and you're, you're not mature enough to, to take that and and think about it and work and think, do you know what, I'll maybe be able to find another club or I can go and play at another level and maybe get spotted somewhere else. When kids are getting really sweet clubs at 16 now, mm-hmm. it's tough for them because they're just like, right, that's it, I'm, I'm not going to be a footballer now. Because you're seeing guys breaking into first teams at 16, 17 now and, and they're thinking, of, well, if I'm not breaking into a first team, I'm playing reserve football by the time I'm 16, 17, then I must not be good enough. And that's that's not the case. But <laughs> uh, kids, you've got to have a bit of belief in yourself and and that was probably a big, a big kind of, I don't know, wouldn't say a feeling but it was like something that I, I wasn't great like confidence wise as a kid no matter people telling me like you're this you're that you're, you're a cracking player and blah blah I was always hard I'm always hard on myself and it's something that I'm still even playing football and doing anything to do like I'm, I'm very critical of myself and uh, and at times that held me back when I was younger see so coming through as a young footballer that held me back at times because if, you, if I had maybe that wee bit of swag about me and that wee, that wee kind of puff my chest out and, and a bit of self-confidence, who knows, you know what I mean? I maybe could have kicked on because you, you see guys who who are kind of limited ability-wise and, and they've just on from strength to strength and made a career for it, do you know what I mean? And, and yeah. fair play to these guys. Sometimes I wish I had but bit that, but that was something that I was lacking Put it that way. It was something I lacked in. Uh, and obviously, like my family... If I if I did get a wee bit too above my peg, I know for a, which I didn't to be fair, but I know like I've got two older brothers, a younger sister, my mum, my dad, even my group of friends. Like it wouldn't have been long to bring me back down to earth. you know what I mean? Uh, but I, it's, I wouldn't change a thing to be fair. So what had happened was I, I had come back and I think I ended up going to Port Glasgow, and the reason for that was to I didn't really. I've, I've had the same group of pals since I was, like, 11, 12, right? We, we went through primary school together. We were in the same high school. I'm kind of the younger of our group, and there's probably about eight or nine of us that are, are close, and we played in the same like, high school team and I, I, I love playing with my mates, uh, but obviously never really get a chance to do it a lot growing up because we went our separate ways. Obviously, Sean Graham, who's one of my best pals who was at we the goalkeeper for a while, oh, and... Yeah. Um, he, he was at Stenhouse Muir at the same time as me, playing the youth team, but he was a year above me. Uh, and he actually went on to go full-time with Stenhouse Muir. And I opted, obviously, to go the other way and end up going to Morton. But um, I did play a couple of games on Sean's team and I get moved up to play like the year group above a couple of times. So, But apart from that, I, I never really get a chance to play my mates. And Sean, Graham, and one of our other pals, Jed Hoy, was at Port Glasgow. And I knew a lot of the other boys at Port Glasgow. And uh, the chance came to play there. And I thought, you know what? I've I've traveled like since I was twelve, going to Stenhouse Muir. Like, I used to get a train for going up to Glasgow Central, walk up to Queen Street, get a train for Queen Street to Larber at, at 13, 14 years old at times when I couldn't get a lift, you know what I mean? So I thought play local for a wee while and uh, I went and played at Port Glasgow under under Brian Hearn and David Hopkin, uh, who was a coach at the time. And uh, I loved that. I I spent two seasons at the Port, and some of the guys, some of the players that played in that team were unbelievable. Uh, some of the characters as well. But honestly, it was it was amazing. In fact, my first game that I had went to before I'd even got a training session, uh, I had they had a game in the like, the cup section before the league starts, and they were playing Villa even. And I was actually suspended because I had a red card. <laughs> I had a red card suspension that carried over for the season before, so I couldn't play. So I was I went up and down in warm up and met a guy's not, and Andy Monaghan had come up to me, and he, he, he shook my hand and he's like, "Welcome to port," and he's like, "You'll love it here. You'll absolutely love it." And it wasn't wrong. It was it was brilliant. Great player, Andy Monaghan. Brilliant, player. outstanding, great guy as well.
0: See the difference of playing me up pals. Really, uh, I think the the one setback with me compared to you playing me up pals well was when I moved from whatever I was doing and I wasn't enjoying it. My to put it nicely, we're well, rotting at football. <laughs> but it, it was a great laugh. I ended up playing. I, I played. I played the field for a, a half a season, uh, which was right. horrific. I must admit, I really put my team in the doing that. But I went for. I, I, I was. I was at centre back. Oh, what did you? I, I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. Uh, we went off at half-time and the manager's just having a think and he's like, I don't know what's went through his head that's made him go, we're struggling to defend this season, what can I do? And he's looked at the keeper and thought, that's that. But that's, that's what he done and, uh, for half, half a season or something. Yeah. Uh, it was a great laugh. And, uh, and then uh, on, this, is, this is what I can't get over. We look through Kev Struthers previous teams, and it's Martin Stenhouse-Muir, Coburnley. he's still in Port Glasgow. And Ottawa Random, <laughs> eh? How
1: random sorry, is that?
2: Sorry, can I just ask you to run repeat that? Run me through that? it.
0: Just run me through it all. General,
2: <laughs> yeah, at, Murray, sorry, I'm, can I'm I just ask you to repeat that, because the reception was a little bit rough there. I heard you, but just so the viewers can hear, what club what, what club yeah. did, they, did Kevin move to? Ottawa Fury.
1: Oh, yes. Which oh, is yes. Canadian. <laughs> Uh, random, I know, I know. Right, uh, what had happened was a friend of mine, Craig Smith, is a coach in Canada, right, a football coach, and he was coaching. Uh, it was a coach of Ottawa Fury women's women's team, the, f- the female team. So it was home for the summer, and I was I was talking away, obviously meeting up with met up with him and uh, chatting away, and it says that his... I know a guy who he coached with, an older guy, um, had got the job at the Ottawa Fury men's team for the season ahead. The guy's name's Carl Valentine, and he's a bit of, he's a, bit of a legend in, in, uh, in Canada, right? Um, like Vancouver Whitecaps especially. He, went, he played with Vancouver Whitecaps and stuff, and he also I think he played with Oldham here. He's from Manchester originally, <laughs> but moved to Canada. Uh, so Carl Valentine and Craig are good pals and had coached together in Vancouver but Craig was now a coach at Ottawa Fury and Carol had just been appointed a coach of the Ottawa Fury men's team so Craig's at home in Scotland he's on a Skype call to Carol, saying to him that's brilliant you've got a man you, you, you got a job for the guys team and blah blah How, how's your how's your team looking for the season blah blah and Carol says to him we're looking alright he says but I'm am struggling for a striker. He's like I, I'm really struggling for a striker, and and I don't know what I'm. I'm kind of going short. Start the season. It's getting close to the season and stuff. So Craig's like, oh, he says, it might be a long shot. He says, but a pal of mine back home, it's played at a, a decent level. As when he was when he was younger, he's playing kind of junior junior just now. He says, but if you want, I can say to him if he fancies it. And and Carol was like, hi, if you can set up like. Even a phone call, with him or something. So I spoke to Carol Valentine, and he was saying, "Listen, I'm going on Craig's word, and and basically, I, I value his opinion. And if if you feel that you it's something that you could make happen, obviously it would need to happen in the next three weeks or something. Then we'd be interested in, in getting you here. So I was like, right, okay. So I went home and spoke to Lauren my wife obviously my wife now at the time my girlfriend and and I says to her listen I know this is random but I've got an opportunity to go out and play full time out in Canada um, the way their season works it was only it would only run over like four months they kind of condense into a four month period because their winters are so harsh they don't play through the winter so this was at, at that time and uh, and I says what do you think Lauren and she's like well go for it she's like how, how often do you get an opportunity like this she's like right, go for it so I went back and spoke to Ottawa Fury and told him that it was a goer and and they organised basically organised paid for my flights to go out, gave me digs uh, and I went out there and played for for four months but again this is this is what I'm talking about about this wee and I don't know if everybody's got this, you've got that wee bit of doubt in your head that I flew from here so basically Lauren had like a wee going away party for me and. Uh, Gary Gary Pughes, who, who was the editor for the sport part of the Grant Telegraph, had contacted me. He says, I hear you're going to Canada. Can I come and do a wee spiel on you? And I was like, right, okay. So we came and done a wee spiel on me going to Canada. So the day I was leaving, I, I flew from Glasgow down to London and I was sitting in the departure lounge in London, waiting in my flight from London to Ottawa. And I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, what am I doing? What, what have I done? I was like, so many people know I'm going out here. Like, my friends, my family, obviously, the Telegraph have done this, but anybody interested that looks at the back page for the juniors will see that they've got a player leaving, Port Glasgow, have got a player leaving to go and play in Canada. And I start getting a fear at any airport. And I'm like, what if I go here and I don't even get a game? <laughs> like, I don't know what the standard's like. I don't know I don't know who my teammates are going to be. I don't... I, I could get here and be sitting on the bench and now you get a strip for team and then come back with my tail between my legs and people saying to me, how did you get on in Canada? Like, well, it was a bit of a, a crash and burned and <laughs> do you know what I mean? But sometimes I think that's a good thing because it keeps you on your toes. See when you're going out, when you go and, and you try something new and you're pushed at your comfort zone, it keeps you on your toes because you you, you don't want to fail and you won't let yourself fail if you've if you if you've got a wee bit between your teeth. And to be fair, I went out and did quite well and played like 95% of the time. Uh, they played on tough which was the first time that I had actually, uh, we trained on uh, like 4G and played in 4G. And it it was the first time that I had done that consistently. So I, I got a wee niggle of shin splints when I was out there after the first couple of weeks, but it cleared up. Um, and that at that time, they had got to the playoff final and the the, the team had never reached a playoff final before. We got knocked out in the playoff final, but uh That's the furthest that the club had got. So it it worked out fairly successful. And again, great experience. Really enjoyed it. And uh, glad i done it. I actually got the opportunity to do it the following season. But um, I was getting married. So priorities. Am
2: I right in saying that is still your display picture on Twitter? You're playing for Ottawa Fury?
1: Aye, that is. I scored a goal. uh, 10 years on. 10 years on. 10 years on. I look younger now than I did in that picture.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What's that? Feeling myself here than it was then. To be fair, I know. Aye, that's that. Uh, what kind of culture differences as the because obviously football is not huge in Canada, but Canada also absolutely massive in general. And what, what was it like playing over there, just and as a whole?
1: Well, um, the the difference in, in the in the game was it was so it was. Like, I went out there and they thought I was a brute. Like, they thought I was, a like, a big, bullish centre-forward that bullied people and it's things that we would do in a game here. Like, just using your body and, and going in front of people and barging people off the ball. You're these guys who are massive, right? I'm talking, like, your guys, you're playing against guys, everybody you play against an athlete, right? They're big, physically fat, strong, lean. But see, as soon as you, you like, use your body and you go in, and can I protect the ball or, or put yourself about the like rolling about the ground and I'm like what is going on here and see the amount of yellow cards I got early on I was like what is this but it ended up obviously Carl Valentine was, was English and he liked that he he liked the fact that he had this centre forward <laughs> who was bullying people if you like and he uh, went with one up front so I was basically playing against two centre halves myself and he just played with wingers off me and uh, and guys didn't know how to deal with it. So for that side of the game, the, the game was different. That they weren't up to the physical standard that, that we were used to. Um, we had some cracking players as well. We had, there was a boy Alexis Prade, who came through at Marseille. Uh, it was this, this boy was brilliant. Like what a player, centre left foot, uh, but a cracker. And he played with like he played in the same Marseille team as Frank Rebray and things like that. Uh, so. We had a good team as well. Uh, but culture wise, like off the park, everybody was into their fitness. Like everybody see, like we would we would train at night because it was too hot to train during the day. So but see, during the day, guys were like, right, we're going to a gym and I was I I wasn't really into a gym before I had went to Canada, right? Like like going and lifting weights or anything. But I, I fell into their culture. And I think if you surround yourself with guys who are doing the right things, you end up doing the right things and that's how and like sometimes when you see good young Scottish players coming through, I think it's good for them to get a move away. See, like when you see like, a boy Hickey going going to Italy to play, and uh, other boys cannot, going to Germany. Obviously, see I know Frimpongs just went to Germany and things like that. But for young players to go and experience a different culture, it can be a good thing because I think if you stay with your group of pals, if they if they're going and doing the wrong own, their wrong things, and not looking after themselves, you can fall into that as well you'll be tempted to go night out with your pals. and But if you're in with guys who are professional and, and look after themselves, you're going to fall into that. And that's what I found myself doing in Canada. I was spending my days, obviously I didn't know a lot of people apart from my teammates, but during the day I was going to the gym and lifting weights and then going and training at night. So I actually felt as if I come back in better shape than I did before I went. That kind of pressure, you really.
0: like. You're over there, like you said, you're, you're pretty much yourself. If you don't <laughs> do well, well, what are you going to do? Uh, exactly. So, dude, I, like you say, you're moving away. That's added pressure. If I don't make it here, then well, what, what am I going to do? You're going to end up back home and you need know, to say to all your pals that you went, went out I there s- and
1: made Amelia, pretty much. And that is, uh, is a bit of pressure, yeah, isn't it? It's
0: just that kind of,
1: Aye. Definitely. When you think about it, it is a bit of pressure. And I, I'm kind of glad I realised that in the airport because. If I went out there working, ah, I don't know, an attitude where I oh, I don't really know what I'm doing here and just go out and but that that made me, that kept me on my toes. That them thoughts in that airport kept me on my toes when I went out there and it kind of way, like, spurred me on. To, right, I need to, I need to go out here and play because if I come back, my mates are going to slaughter me for going all the to Canada and not getting a game. So it's, it is as what it is, and sometimes that's that's what you need and that just to keep you on edge. And then
0: you came back home and you've ended up at, at Largs. What, what originally brought you to
1: Buffalo? Um, so, while I was in Canada, I had come back and three or four of the guys that I played with at Port Glasgow. So, as I say, we the a cracking team. Uh, Paul Coyle, Eddie Walton, Andy Monaghan, Tam Jimison, Just good guys, good players. A lot of them had kind of had, had went to Largs, and they uh, when I had come back from Canada, me and Lauren went on holiday for two weeks and while I was on holiday oh. I had got a phone call and it was uh, somebody from Lake and they had said to me about going down to Auchanleck and I was like, right, okay. And then, but Lars had contacted me as well and uh, lake were playing on a Wednesday night against Mary Hill. and I travelled down to the game, actually met their assistant manager at his house and then I Halfway, jumped in his car and then went to Leck. I couldn't play any game, but I was there and done the warm-up and stuff. And then again after the game, drove back, picked my car up at his house and then drove back up the road. And listen, the opportunity to play Auchinleck doesn't come along too much for, for players, right? But when I looked at it, I was like, I could not do that travelling all the time. for Greenock green up to Lake, it's it been ridiculous. Um, and as much as I wanted to join... And Lake because obviously they're a, they're a, a big club and, and a successful club. I had to wait up and I was like, what would happen here is I would end up travelling to Lake from the start of the season till Christmas and then I'd be like I can't do this and I'd end up leaving and I didn't even want to mess anybody about and I wanted to be settled somewhere in a club and uh, so I had spoke to the manager Tucker and I said to him, listen, I really appreciate you contacting me and bringing me down but this is my concern. I, I might end up getting to Christmas scannard way traveling, and I'd end up leaving, and, and I don't want to mess anybody about. And it be fair, it was uh, fair enough. I appreciate you being honest. Uh, best of luck. And then I went to Largs. Uh, obviously, Sandy, Sandy McLean, and Pat Matelvog. Uh, familiar faces again. It was a, it. That was. You might say that was a, a kind of another comfortable move for me because I knew a lot of faces, but, the season I went, Largs had just been to the Scottish Cup final year before, so I knew I was going there. And I wasn't guaranteed to play. Um because of the guys they had in the team and because of how successful they were the season before. So it was a bit of a challenger for me to get in the team. Uh so I uh, I signed and um I that was that was where it all started.
2: Thank you for listening to this episode of Murray's Mates with guest Kevin Strummers. Kevin has lots of stories to tell you about his nine years at Large Thistle which will be in our episode next week. Before we finish today's episode, a word from our host, Murray.
0: Everyone here at Murray's Mates would once again like to say thank you to Sean and his team at GPD Mortgage Solutions for sponsoring this week's episode of Murray's Mates. Are you looking for your dream home in 2021? Take the stress out of applying for a mortgage by visiting GPD Mortgage Solutions. Take out a mortgage or insurance policy with GPD Mortgage Solutions and you will receive a free will Plus, tell them you heard this advert on Murray's Mates and they will make a £50 donation to Lagstissel. Find them at Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash GPD Mortgage Solutions or visit dot uk. That's
2: dot uk. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Catch part two of Murray's Mates with Kevin Stravers next week.